We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 230. Our guest today is the founder of Blue Ribbon Beauty, which was started to fill a gap in the market. As the first and only equestrian color cosmetics brand on the market, Blue Ribbon Beauty has a line of eyeshadow palettes and lipsticks for riders who want to look their best in the ring. As you might know, there are certain disciplines that really incorporate a lot of makeup into the show look, and others hardly at all. So I thought having the founder of this makeup brand, Blue Ribbon Beauty, to come on and discuss this was more than fitting. So here to talk all about makeup and Blue Ribbon Beauty, please welcome our guest today, Rachel Lavelle. I would just love to hear about how you first kind of found yourself in the horse world. All right. Well, it's kind of interesting. It was a bit of a, it took a while. Age five, I remember getting a horse sticker book for Christmas and I just was obsessed. I don't know why I was always into ballet before that. And I thought I was going to be some ballet dancer. And then I get a sticker book and I'm obsessed with horses. So that goes until I'm 13. We moved a lot. My dad's a pilot and never really had a chance to take lessons. So finally start taking lessons at 13. And it was just the waiting made it just my first time riding was just unreal. I was so excited. And I started riding a hunter jumper barn and we, I rode there for six months and took lessons just once a week, literally lived for the day that I took lessons. And then we moved again, that was in Illinois. And then we moved to Michigan and I found just this incredible trainer. Her name's Denise. We're still, she's like my second mom. And she's more of a, she rides a little more Western, but she does both and just kind of got me into the 4-H world and all around riding and just doing a little bit of everything. She does cart and she starts horses and she's really into rescues. So just started throwing me out a bunch of different horses and it was just, I was at the barn all the time and (laughs) spent a ton of time there and just getting, wanting her to throw me on anything possible. And um, ended up getting my very first horse at 16, the little rescue mare that she rescued. And that was just, yeah, from there, I just was in deep. <laughs> Love it. Sure. Oh, that's like just like the classic horse girl story. <laughs> mine's, I feel like mine's yes. very similar where it, like it just starts where you're like living for those like Tuesday afternoon lessons or whatever it might be. But yeah, that's, that's amazing. And then it just stays ingrained in you. It does for sure. It never leaves. Well, since then you have started your own company, Blue Ribbon Beauty. So tell me a little bit about the company and why uh, you started it in the first place. Yeah. So I started showing, I guess, probably 14, uh, age 14. And I was just a total tomboy. And I mean, my first show outfits were horrible. I was, my mom couldn't even get me to put sunscreen on. Like there was no (laughs) way I was going to wear makeup. And Denise, just my trainer, Denise was like, you need to wear makeup. You need to look professional and put your best foot forward. If you're going to work this hard all year for your show season, you need to, you need to try a little bit. And so she would like hold me down, stab me with mascara wands. I hated makeup. It was like, 
I literally hated it. And then I just kind of slowly, as I started improving and getting better and going to bigger shows, I started kind of wanting to be a little more cleaned up. I didn't want to just look like a hillbilly, <laughs> which uh, I had for so many years. And then as I started improving and, and kind of going to bigger shows with my mare, I wanted to look better. So I started putting more effort in my show outfits and started kind of putting some effort into learning how to do makeup. And then I started finding, Hey, it's kind of fun. And it gave me a lot of confidence in the show ring. If my show outfit was good and my makeup looked good, I had way more confidence going into that class. And I started realizing that, you know, there's kind of like, I saw a lot of niche brands, makeup brands while I was learning about makeup. And I thought, man, the horse girls, they, we need something. You know, there's so many specific things for horse girls, but there's not makeup. And I thought that'd be so cool, you know, to, to kind of make it a little more beauty, more accessible for the girls that get out and do the tomboys, the, you know, the girls that are, we have so many, so many niches and within the horse world. And I thought, why not, why not a makeup niche? You know, we, we made our own thing. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Cause I feel like makeup and riding is somewhat of a controversial topic because mm-hmm. it's varied so much discipline to discipline. So what's your personal opinion about makeup in the show ring? And what is your, I guess your thoughts on that as it varies, because you did show in lots of different arenas doing, you know, multiple different types of disciplines. So just give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, for sure. It, like we were talking beforehand, just about the the hunter jumpers tend to not really wear it much. And whereas when you're looking at like obviously Western, they go all out. A lot of a lot of Western girls. What's interesting is a lot of like barrel racers and rodeo girls are really into it. And that's speed. So it doesn't really. It's not even like it's based on a a judge looking at and saying, "Hey, that's the prettiest picture. I'm going to pick you." But those girls just want to feel confident when they go in. They have you know, 25 seconds in the ring. So they want to feel confident. And that's really what I feel like makeup for me is in the show ring. It was, it's a confidence booster. It's just like having, you know, just feeling very put together and like you've got all your ducks in a row. And it's just that one added touch of, Hey, I I'm ready for this. And there's just nothing to me better than, you know, working really hard for a class and, laying down your best pattern and feeling like you look good while doing it, you know, but it's not, it's definitely not something that's necessary, but it, it feels, it feels really right. Yeah. <laughs> and for the all arounders, like say AQHA, um, girls that are going in they're, they're doing horsemanship and then they're going to do an equitation class. They wear a lot of makeup. Whereas you'll see the hunter jumpers that mainly just do hunter jumpers. They really don't as much. So it's definitely not, it's not a need, but, um, it's kind of maybe almost like a cultural thing within different, like you said, different arenas yeah, where some people lean towards wearing it. And I know for me, I felt very, when I did go to those shows where there were girls in all the makeup and they knew all the things to wear, I felt very, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not good enough for this and I don't want anyone to ever feel like that. So I want to make it accessible that this is easy to do. You don't have to have Mm -hmm. super expensive makeup. You don't have to have a super expensive horse to be able to come and ride in this arena. And for me, I remember feeling very, you know, like I said, not good enough. So 
my makeup was never good enough. My horse is never good enough. So it's kind of a thing of, Hey, you, this is something you can do and it's easy. And that's, you know, we have tutorials on the back of the palettes and I just want it to feel, Hey, this is fun. It's easy to do. And it's just a confidence booster for you. I love that. That's so cool. Why do you think that there are certain arenas that do utilize makeup and then others that don't care to have it? That's a really good question. I honestly have no idea. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know, maybe it's because it's the Western influence when, when the girls do both, they, they do Western. So it bleeds over. Whereas, I mean, I don't know about you, but if, if you've done much Western as a hunter jumper rider and trainer, but you yeah, not really. Have, yeah. So maybe, maybe it's that maybe it's the girls that do the all around tend to do it because of the Western influence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's no, maybe I, just I the tradition it of it. It seems yeah, like it definitely could be. I would love to see, not that it's, like I said, not that it's a needed thing that girls have to wear makeup. I love simple makeup. I love fresh faces with no makeup on and show rings, but at the same time it is, it's, yeah, I think it's fun. So I would love to see more hunter jumpers wearing it. And I'd love to create some products that would excite them. Would you say that there are in the Western disciplines, certain show classes that you, you kind of feel like makeup is a requirement, like, like makeup is like just as important as your jacket or your helmet or your hat or your boots or, you know, like any part of what you'd put on you or your horse? Yeah, for sure. I think horsemanship and Western pleasure for sure are very, like you probably are going to have red lipstick on and a smoky eye. You're going to be decked. I mean, there are actually people that come to show rings and they're doing makeup professionally. They're charging to do your makeup and girls get, and there's also all around at the all around shows, there'll be, you know, you're doing it for both. So the equitation and the, the English pleasure classes are the same. You would do full face, false lashes, everything. And usually there's kind of some unspoken rules about what you wear and what you don't wear. For the most part, eyeshadow, really whatever you want to do. But red lipstick is just the classic for your pattern classes. So equitation and horsemanship, it's red lips. And then for on the rail, might do a pink, you might do kind of whatever you want, but you usually see a lot of girls in red lips for those two classes. And then because everyone's doing it, then if you go without any makeup, you feel totally bare fit. You know, you feel like you're out there with like wearing pink and purple polka dots all over your face or something. So it's kind (laughs) of, it becomes the, because everyone's doing it, you kind of have to do it in those for sure. In those two, those two classes, I would say equitation, horsemanship, showmanship, the in-hand classes. And that then bleeds from the breed shows like AQHA and APHA that then bleeds down into the 4-H world, which is mainly what I was in. So all the versatility events and the all around events, there, same thing. All the girls are in full makeup. Do you notice that because everyone's in full makeup that certain riders will like push the envelope and do like a bolder lip color or like a bolder eye. Like what, what have you noticed besides the, like, I mean, obviously like red is still pretty bold. Like I think if I wore a red lip to, to Wellington for a horse show, like <laughs> I, would I, I, get, I get some looks. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll have to collab in the future. <laughs> For sure. I want to, I'm going to send you Cherry Bay and I want you to wear oh it. Oh my I gosh. I would pay. <laughs> no, it's great. Um, yeah. I've actually seen a girl wearing black lipstick once mm-hmm. in that, in an equitation class. And that was kind of shocking to me. Yeah. And that was during the time that I was not into makeup at all. So I just remember being like, what is happening? And you remembered it, which I do. You yeah. Know? But no, it is normal for most girls to wear it, but not to say that everybody does, but I do think I've heard judges say that they look for the overall picture at shows like that. And if they see, if they have two exact patterns and one girl's wearing makeup and one's not, they actually might place the girl in the makeup over the other one. If it's pretty much just like, I'm sure you've heard stories of judges saying, you know, the bridal doesn't, the keepers, they didn't have their bridal on the keepers. And they they put them down because it was that tight so they'll actually hey you got a a nice red lip and you're smiling and the whole picture was just in general better so that was why my trainer always had me do it and um it not only gave me more confidence just because I felt like I had put some more effort in but it was also just that like hey you just have that little leg up of you're just that little bit more professionalism just like a good show outfit or that nice pair of boots you know feeling really prepared Have you ever needed to fly your horse somewhere? The partners of Equijet have been well-established in the competitive horse world for over 20 years and have been in the import and export business for more than 15. With lifetime passions of riding, training, and taking care of horses, Equijet's expertise and knowledge of the nuances of equine travel are just unparalleled in the business. They really understand that comprehensive and clear logistical solutions to shipping needs are of the utmost importance, and they ensure that your horses are headed to their final destination with the proper documents, safety, of course, at all times. At Equijet, they are horse people first, dedicated to the well-being of your horse in transit and to its destination in top condition. Equijet's top priority is shipping your horses safely and with the highest amount of service, and their team is absolutely committed to professionalism, detail, and timeliness. So to find out more about Equijet and how they could be helpful for your shipping needs, you can visit their website at equijet.com. That's E-Q-U-I-J-E-T.com. Thank you so much, Equijet, for sponsoring this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. We're going to have a little little side segment here. It might be a little Western for dummies, but <laughs> can you give me a little rundown of maybe some of the most popular Western disciplines and what the ideal look would be for each one of them? And that can be makeup and also what they would be wearing. Definitely. Um, I mainly did ranch classes, actually. So there's, I don't know if you know much about the ranch classes. They're kind of newer, but it's kind of honestly just hunt seat, but in Western attire, which is why I loved it because I started hunt seat. I got into Western, but I just never really got into the Western pleasure. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to go that slow. (laughs) So my mare, she's a little grade quarter pony and we probably like quarter Morgan, maybe she was started when she was eight and uh, just bucked me off so many times before we finally started getting anywhere. And she taught me a ton, but she always had kind of a little more of a forward moving gait. So she really never was going to fit in that Western pleasure box. So when I started going for more of the versatility events, I wanted to do, I, 
I wanted to do hunt seat and I wanted to do, you know, equitation and over fences and just everything. And I wanted to do Western, but every time I went into Western pleasure events, we were just, you know, cantering around. We weren't loping. We weren't going very slow. So that's when I started getting into ranch. And like I said, it's literally just, it's, it's all the hunt movements. It's all you're, you're not in that super slow can lope. You're not, the jog is pretty relaxed. It's not like a super slow, nothing super slow. Um, so I just went in and rode hunt seat, but in a Western saddle and we ended up doing a lot of the ranch classes and going to the ARHA world. And she ended up excelling a lot in, in those classes. And that's very relaxed. So most people don't wear makeup instead of wearing chaps. A lot of times they wear what's called chinks and those are where they just go down to like the knee and yeah, it's like just button ups and a lot of people don't wear makeup or if they do, they just wear a little bit. It's kind of almost more like the hunter jumpers. It's just pretty relaxed. And then horsemanship and Western pleasure that's where they're wearing what they call rail shirts. And those are like the glitzed out, like crazy. They're like $4,000 a piece. And then the chaps that have the really long drape to make your heel look really low. And that's where they're going pretty slow. And um, that's full makeup, especially at the higher levels. Uh, Red lip, smoky eye, specifically the rail classes we try to go for darker because you're going to be farther away from the judge. The closer you are to the judge, it needs to be a little more toned down because you don't want to be like, or in showmanship, you know, the in-hand stuff, you don't want to be coming up to the judge and he sees like, you know, just tons of stuff caked on your face, but you might do a little heavier when you're in a rail class because you're quite a few yards away from the judge. Um, and yeah, that's kind of the, and then there's, there's the rodeo, you know, there's barrels. So that's, whatever goes, <laughs> you know, it's, it's whatever you feel like. Um, we're actually working on a palette for rodeo girls right now. And I'm kind of having fun playing around with some ideas for some colors to put in it instead of just the neutrals, because you definitely have a lot of ability to do what you want. Yeah. You, uh, you brought something up of my, what really was my next question. Um, so is it possible to go too over the top with a makeup look? That's a good question. I'm sure I don't, I am a little more conservative. I'm not going to lie. It's funny because I have a makeup brand and I really just stumbled onto it. Honestly, I don't even know how it happened <laughs> because I don't wear a ton of makeup. I don't wear false lashes really. I don't actually, I've never worn false lashes. I wore red lipstick. I made a TikTok the other day. I, we just got onto TikTok and I did one with red lipstick and it felt super weird, but I'm trying to like, all right, I have a makeup brand. I need to wear the things that we sell. But I, for me personally, I could go to over the top for sure because I would feel uncomfortable. Um, but I guess it really just depends on what you're going for. If you, you know, in, in a horsemanship class, or a, a Western pleasure class. If you've got a really loud jacket and maybe it's pink, I've seen girls with pink eyeshadow and they match their jacket. And sometimes it looks really cute. If it's done right, it can look pretty cute, but it just depends on what, what, uh, for lack of a better term, what vibe you're going for. <laughs> mm -hmm, totally. If you could like create a rules of horse show makeup rule book, what would that look like? Oh, man, boy. Oh, that's a good question. 
I would be the least qualified, I feel like. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is so not true. <laughs> probably, I really want it to be fun. That's the main thing. I, like I said, it's not needed. I mean, there's so many, honestly, most Olympic riders probably don't wear makeup. And it's, it's definitely not needed. So I would just say to have fun with it and to not be scared to try something new. And if one thing I would say with like red lipstick is if you struggle, so in Western classes, a lot of times you really want to, again, that presence, smile in your classes, especially like the, you know, you're look, you're kind of looking at the judge when you're in showmanship, you're coming right up to him. If you're like staring at him with a nasty looking face, like you're not going to do very well. So you're supposed to smile. And I always struggled with that because I was so concentrated on it and wanted to do my best. So I usually would have this like very ugly face while I wrote. So it was really not a good idea for me to wear red lipstick because it just drew attention to that. So that's oh, something that I remember wearing at one time and Denise is like, don't ever do that again. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I won't. Yeah. Because I just, you know, it's something I should have worked on to smile more, but because I didn't, it just made it worse. Um, so I would say that. And just definitely don't do anything you're not comfortable with because then you're just going to be worried about that and not the most important part, which is your riding in the end. Right. And then, yeah, just to have fun with it and to try new things and not be afraid to do it, I guess. It's it's fun. And start out. I started out by just one eye shadow color was enough for me at first. And then I slowly started having more fun with trying new things and getting some brushes and, you know doing a little more with it. So let's talk a little bit more about Blue Ribbon Beauty. When did you start and what does business look like for you today? Yeah. So the idea originally started in 2017. And like I said, it was just, Hey, we need our own thing. And then I was working a day job and I had originally planned on being a horse trainer. That was my goal since I was basically five. I was like, I'm going to be a horse trainer. So I was training little beginner lessons and riding problem horses and starters and just kind of working my way up as a junior trainer at two different barns. And I wanted to do this. It was an idea. So I thought, Hey, that sounds like a fun, my grandpa's an entrepreneur. So I thought that'd be fun to have a business and I'll do that on the side. So that was the original plan was I'm going to be a horse trainer. This is going to be on the side. And so I struggled along with it for about three years. I do the artwork. So I, my grandma's an artist and I kind of got into it from her at a young age. And I was like, this is a fun outlet for me. So I did the artwork. I started coming up with some ideas for names and just wrote a copious amount of notes and didn't really do much with it for three years, really just kind of struggled away. You know, where am I going to get the makeup and how am I going to do this? Really just only had ideas for the packaging. And then in 2020, the summer of 2020, my brother, Jonathan, he's three years older than me. He is just a really sharp guy. And he had done some business stuff and some, some uh, scientific work with my grandpa. And he had just finished with that and was just graduating um, school. He's becoming a pilot and kind of had some off time. And my dad said, you know, this is really looking like it's a good idea, but you're really not getting anywhere with it. If you want to do it, why don't you, why don't you get serious and have your brother help you? He'd be, you know, if you actually, if this takes off, you're terrible at math, <laughs> which I am. And he's like, he can help you with the business side. He knows about that stuff. Why don't you ask him to help you out? So I did. And within three months we launched. 
So he was like the powder keg, like he just skyrocketed the whole thing. Um, so we launched November of 2020 and yeah, it's been a blast. I really could not, when I say I couldn't do it without him, it's, I'm honest, like I would never have launched. I don't think because I would have just, I'm a major perfectionist. I never would have been, you know, willing to take the next step. So he really, he really pushed me to get it done. Tell me about some of the products that you have and then some that are your favorites. Oh boy. So we started with the two palettes and I wanted to make sure all the disciplines were covered as much as possible within those two products. So there's just Latigone Lace, which is the Western eyeshadow palette. And then there's In the Irons, which is the uh, Huntsy eyeshadow palette. And then those were our first, we had those for a couple months. And then that following summer, we launched seven lipstick colors. And again, just kind of trying to have it be as, as disciplined. I didn't want to, we wanted the palettes to be discipline specific, but we didn't want that, the lipsticks to be. So those are fun names like Coral Sorrel, Cherry Bay, and they're just colors that we kind of wanted to have a couple cool and a couple warm shades. So there's about, let's say there's three warm shades and four cool shades. I had to do, there's my bad math skill. <laughs> that that's that's uh-huh. all the math I'll have you do today. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, I wanted, because, you know, skin tones and, and show outfits, it, it warm and cool or some, you know, I'm sure as a fashion, you're into fashion, you know, all about that. So I wanted to make sure that there was something for everybody. So we launched with those and specifically actually the, in the irons eyeshadow palette is our cooler shades. And then Latigone lace are more the warm shades. Um, and you can definitely mix and match them within just the artwork. The idea matches those disciplines a little more. The Latigone Lace is a little louder, a little more glitzy. So what is your most popular product? Latigone Lace is for sure the most popular. The Western girls definitely are more, more into it. Um, and then as far as lipsticks, it's been back and forth lately. Coral Sorrel, I think is our biggest, our biggest hit. It's the more kind of warm coral shade and it's, it kind of goes with everything, you know, it's not too loud, but it's, it, uh, is easy to, an easy transition shade to just kind of get into, into lips. And how did you come up with your names? Oh boy. I, I write them down. If they come to me, I'll just, I'm like always writing down new names and, it's honestly the funnest part. I think that's one of my favorite parts of the business is I love doing the artwork, but I love naming things and I love puns. So anytime I can fit a pun in, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be happy. So that's, yeah, I love doing that for sure. What can we expect to see from Blue Ribbon Beauty? Like what are some goals that you have for you and your business in the next coming years? Oh boy. Well, we want to add blushes. We've had a lot of people ask for blush. So is hopefully coming this summer. And then, like I said, probably a rodeo palette. That's been a a lot of those girls are really into it. So I really want to create something with them in mind and some more, you know, kind of some fun colors and some different, instead of just the neutrals kind of branching off. Uh, man, other than that, just keep growing. 
yeah, whatever. This is just being on this, this podcast was so cool. I've always kind of stalked it and I thought it'd be so cool to be on it. So when I got the email, I was like, oh my goodness. See, just things like that within, you know, we've been in business now, I think a year and a half. And it's really cool to see just little things like that. To, the growth has been so exciting. Um, wholesaling and being, we really want to be into as many uh, retailers as possible. And the first couple retailers that we got to into that was really exciting super super fun milestone and i think that would be another goal for sure i'd love to see it kind of as a you know like area area is to boots or tailored sportsman is to breeches i'd sure. love to be to be to makeup you know they hey that's if you're gonna get makeup and you're a horse girl that's the place to go Tell me a little bit about your process with creating the physical products, because I feel like where maybe other makeup brands might fall short for being worn, like for our sport. I mean, at the end of the day, we are athletes and we'll often be sweating while we're riding or, you know, long days or have to clean stalls and then have to get ready to show. Um, so tell me a little bit about what you had to do to ensure that it would be a good product for hardworking, you know, hardworking people who are athletes and needing something that will last and be brilliant, for, you know, for the whole day. Yeah, for sure. It definitely, we wanted something that would be sweat and heat resistant. And the formulas were really important because they had, like you said, they have to have the stay in powder power because we're, we're athletes. So can't just be this cheap colored thing that you put on your eyelids and then it just comes off right away. So that was something that I stressed a lot in the beginning. At first, it was all about packaging and the names and everything. And then I realized, well, we got to actually have a good product here. So we worked really closely with our lab to make sure we got something that was going to last. And when we first launched, I remember being so nervous. You know, we had tested it out and I, my face sweats a lot when I show. So I was a pretty good tester for it, but I was still a little nervous. What if there's somebody with a face that sweats more than mine and they call and say, this is the worst makeup I've ever had in my life. And we just had so many good reviews and even from people that don't ride that, Hey, this is my go-to now. This is all I wear. I love this. This stayed on. I actually had a girl call and say that she, the horse had died at a show that she was at, which I was super wow. sad to hear. And she said, I bawled for hours. Like everyone was just so upset. And she said, we were all bawling. And then she said, then it was a super late night because they were dealing with the aftermath of it. The horse had slipped. Um, and she said, so then I, I go to bed, I sleep all night. I wake up and had classes the next day. And she said, I didn't redo my makeup. It was still on. She's no like, way. it was raining that day and I was bawling. And she's like, I didn't, I would never have expected to stay on. So it, it's far exceeded all of our expectations for just the good reviews of, Hey, the stuff does, it does work. The purpose in the pudding for sure. Definitely. Where can people find your products? So our website is blueribbonbeauty.com. And then we have an Instagram and Facebook, Blue Ribbon Beauty Cosmetics. Um, and then also TikTok now too, <laughs> which was exciting. 
Um, but yeah, mainly the website, we're on some different, uh, wholesale or, uh, excuse me, some different retailers or retailers too, like, uh, Coro and some different places like that. So if you're wanting to bundle with some other orders, that's a good way to, to do it. But, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And word on the street is you have a little promo code that you're willing to share with us. Yes, we do. So use the code BRB15 on our website for 15% off. Yay. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for taking the time to come on. I think that you are doing amazing things. I think you found you know, a hole in the industry that need to be filled and you have done such a wonderful job doing that. And so I have enjoyed following your journey and I wish you all the best. Well, thank you so much, Bethany. I really appreciate that. It's been, it's been really fun. All right. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you next week.